Lazarus Jones and the Circular Bones. Episode 7 of Season 1. Lazarus and Urzel ran towards Nimbles, but the creature was too quick. Before they could get anywhere near Nimbles, he was pulled into the jaws of the creature. The pack began to turn to run into the Ileana rainforest when Lazarus reached his hand out towards the creature that held Nimbles and a line of pure, white-hot fire leapt from his palm. It struck the creature on the side of the head and went clear through its skull, exiting on the other side. A tree behind the creature took the blast and then erupted into flames. It was as if the fire had traveled through the veins of the tree and had burst forth at every leaf and every branch. The remaining creatures took off into the trees, and Urzel went and wrenched open the dead creature's jaws. Urzel dragged Nimbles back into the clearing, and they all sat down against the side of the stone building. <laughs> that was <coughs> dumb, Nims. <sighs> yes, 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 I, I see that now. The three of them passed the night, dozing off and startling awake in fright but no more creatures came after them. Lazarus awoke first in the morning. He was glad to see that Urzel and Nimbles were both fully clothed. He stood up and saw that the tree he had hit with the fire had been reduced to nothing more than an eight-foot-tall smoldering stump. A ring of ash on the ground surrounded the stump. Damn. After surveying the tree, Lazarus turned to take in the building. It was the temple Balthazar had told them about. Lazarus was not sure how he knew it was, but he knew. He felt as if he had been here before. He knew that through the opening in the side of the building, there was a long hallway. It would be pitch black once you were 10 or 15 feet in. You would walk until that hallway ended at a wall, with a perpendicular hallway going to the right and left. The hallway on the right would lead to a long list of deadly booby traps. The hallway on the left would lead to the great inner chamber, as long as you knew the correct steps to take so as not to trigger this hallway's traps. What became fuzzy, though, was what was inside the great inner chamber. It was this weird lapse in his knowledge. And then it hit him. He had had this daydream. He had come to Mortis in his daydream running through the forest, away from those creatures. He knew how Nimbles was going to be grabbed by the creature. He even knew how to shoot fire from his hand. He knew how to get into the temple safely. But he must have been woken from his daydream by someone before he could find out what was inside the great inner chamber. Presumably, there were smoke demons in there. I sure wish I was waking up to something else, Lazarus. What? Oh, leave him alone. You went months without me before. Yeah, but that's when you weren't around. I can hardly keep my hands off you when you're here. Dude, give her a break. Jeez. <laughs> oh, don't give me a break for my benefit. But we are more than willing to maintain some modesty if that's what makes the pop feel more comfortable. Aren't we, my love? Yes, dear. You're okay with this, aren't you, my love? Oh, yes, of course. I'm so happy to make Lazarus happy. You are such a good boy. Come and give me a kiss. Nimbles rushed over and kissed Urzel passionately. She smiled and then pushed him away. Just a kiss. 
Lazarus turned and looked at the opening. It was foreboding in appearance, but he was not scared of it as he knew what lay inside. Okay, we good to go in? Go in? We don't have any idea of what's inside there. Well, I know how to get to the big room in there safely. What? How could you possibly know that? I used to have these daydreams back at home. I'd see myself in weird places doing magic. I just always assumed that was my mind wandering. But now I see it was me here in Mortis. I knew how to get here. He did, my love. And I know exactly how to get into the big room in there. Do you know what to do to deal with the smoke demons? Nah, someone must have woken me up before I got to that part of my daydream. Wait, you don't know how to deal with them? Hey man, I just know I gotta encapsulate them in the air just like the old man said. Well, don't you want to practice out here first? Nims, that's a good idea, bruh. Can we make a fire? Of course, Pop. Grab some fallen limbs. They quickly grabbed firewood, and Urzel showed Lazarus how to start a fire. He struggled at first, as he had never even started a fire with a match or lighter, let alone a flint and a blade. But he eventually got some sparks going and a fire lit. Look at this! Fire! I made this! Yeah? So? You shot fire out of your hand last night. Lazarus deflated. Nimbles was right. Making a fire the old-fashioned way was hardly impressive compared to the fire magic he had wielded before. But he was not really able to do that on command. At least not yet. Hey man, quit hating. I ain't never made fire before. And I ain't even have to worry about you dying in order to use magic in the first place. So just confess, you're impressed. Don't discourage him, my love. You did a good job, pup. I'd be a lot more impressed if he could mind his own business so you and I could, uh, That's enough, my sweet. Seriously, is that all I am to you? Shamefaced, Nimbles fell to his knees, his hands raised in penance. Oh, my love, no! I'm sorry to hear you think that of me. I love you for all aspects of your being. Your beauty goes beyond your appearance. Your courage and your strength fill me with awe. Your... Uh, leadership skills are, are breathtaking. Your compassion makes me light on my feet. You are an orcus of surpassing beauty and guile. I could sing of your many wonderful attributes both day and... Oh, get up, you hopeless romantic. Urzel took Nimbles in her arms and hugged him tightly. She kissed him on his forehead and set him down. She straightened his hat and turned to Lazarus. Well, let's see it. Trap that smoke. Oh, yeah. That's right. Let's try it. Lazarus stared at the smoke and reached his hands toward it. Balthazar had said it was not necessary for him to stick his hands out to perform magic, but if it helped Lazarus focus, there was certainly nothing wrong with doing it. As he focused on the smoke and worked to encapsulate it with his mind, what appeared to be a small bubble formed within the lazily flowing smoke. Yo. Lazarus pulled the bubble out of the rest of the smoke and floated it over to where Urzel and Nimbles were standing. With a thought of his mind, he released the encapsulation and the perfectly round sphere of smoke lost its shape and became a free-floating wisp. Lazarus gave a large grin as Urzel and Nimbles applauded. Lazarus turned back to the smoke and tried again. He was successful once more, but again, it was only a small amount of smoke. Can you do more at one time, Pop? I'm trying. 
The tiny bubble slowly began to enlarge, now to the size of a golf ball. Sweat poured down Lazarus's brow, both hands shaking from the effort. You can do this, Pop! The small bubble instantly ballooned into the size of an ox. Lazarus swung his arms to the left, and the giant mass of encapsulated smoke swung to the side, maintaining its perfectly spherical shape. Lazarus! Yes! You did it! Lazarus tried to walk over to the large smoke bubble, but stumbled and fell to his knees. Ugh. Earth, what happens if you poke it? Urzel reached out and poked the encapsulated smoke. It bounced away from her and slowly floated away. Lazarus raised his hand and with a slight waving motion directed the bubble to move back in the other direction. I am a freaking wizard. <laughs> that you are, Lazarus! Do you think you're ready to try a smoke demon? Lazarus gave a small nod, but then the encapsulated smoke bubble released. Lazarus scowled at his failed smoke bubble, but then his eyes rolled into the back of his head and he promptly toppled over to the side. Nimbles and Urzel rushed over to the boy. Nimbles shook Lazarus by the shoulders vigorously. Lazarus, wake up! Nimbles gave Lazarus a sharp slap across the face. The boy opened his eyes slightly. Mama, ten, ten more minutes. I won't be late for school, I promise. Nimbles and Urzel stared at the boy who had passed out once more. His breathing was steady and he seemed comfortable. Nimbles and Urzel turned to look at each other. Nimble smiled mischievously and wiggled his eyebrows at Urzel in a manner full of meaning. Urzel smiled back at Nimbles and gave a nod. All right, I'm ready to go in. Lazarus had once again slept the rest of the day and the night as well. He had found that he had been pulled up next to the stone temple, well away from the edge of the forest. Nimbles and Urzel had been sleeping on either side of him. They had all enjoyed a leisurely breakfast. If you feel strong enough, pup, I won't stop you. Nimbles, do you have any concerns? No, no. I think if he feels up to the challenge, he should tackle it. Dang, Nims, you've seen Chipper? You sleep really well or something? Yes, I had a great night of, uh, of sleep. All right, that's cool. Glad you slept well, bro. Lazarus looked at Urzel for an explanation, but she just shook her head and smiled. Cool. Well, I really feel good about this. So I'm going in. You guys coming? We'll be right behind you. They left their packs outside of the entrance to the temple and all went inside in a single file line with Lazarus at the lead. He led them into a long, dark corridor, knowing exactly where they were going, even without light. How will you be able to see the smoke demons? It's pitch black in here. Oh yeah, the main chamber has an opening in the roof, so there's light in there. I have to say that it is very weird that you know this without having actually been in there. Well, I've been here in my dreams, I guess. Hey, so who were the Ileana people that built this place? They have been gone for a very long time and we don't know much about them. We suspect they were elves, perhaps related to the elves who now live in Caradelior. But no one knows because it's been several thousand years since they've disappeared. That's crazy. But I guess I don't know anything about the Native Americans that used to live around where my house is. Native Americans? Yeah, they was the people who used to live in my country before the white people came and, and brought the black people as slaves. White 
and black people? Yeah, so they call people who have skin color like me black and people who have skin color like you, Nims, we call white. I don't know why. It just is what it is. Yeah, yeah, but your skin is not black, nor is mine actually white. I'm, I'm like a light beige or something. Taupe, maybe? I don't know. Why do people care about the color of skin? Beats me, bruh. It's been messing up people's lives for a long-ass time, too. When my granny was a girl, some of the white people let mean dogs attack black people who just wanted to have the same rights as white people. It was crazy. Lazarus, that is horrifying. I'm glad that you are safe here now. Safe? Nah, I don't feel safe here. But I don't feel like my skin is a danger to me no more. They entered the main chamber of the temple. It was a giant circular room, maybe 200 feet in diameter. The walls were formed out of interlocking stones that formed a dome that reached up nearly 100 feet high. The stones created a sort of mosaic effect, forming intricate designs in several shades that seemed to mirror the plant's day and nighttime colors. See anything, Lazarus? Lazarus scanned the room. It was ringed with darkness all around the perimeter where the sunlight didn't reach. Nah, man, I don't- <laughs> Lazarus turned to Nimbles to see a cloud of smoke coming from the darkness on their right. It had touched Nimbles on his arm, raising bright red blisters almost immediately. Urzel grabbed Nimbles and ran towards the light. Pop, we'll be able to see them in here. Lazarus followed quickly after Urzel, but not quick enough. He felt a burning sensation on his back as he ran towards the center of the room. Ah, that shit stinks! What appeared to be hundreds of billowing clouds of black smoke ambled towards them from the darkness. Lazarus, stop him! Oh yeah, my bad, my bad. Lazarus lifted his hands and reached towards the nearest smoke demon that was floating towards them. With minimal effort, he encapsulated the being and tossed it out of the opening in the roof. Ours, Nims! I did it! Don't stop! The smile melted from Lazarus's face as he took in the enormity of the task before him. There were so many smoke demons, and they were all coming for them. Yo, this was a bad idea! Yes, it was! Don't stop! Lazarus began trapping and throwing demon after demon, but it was too little too late. Lazarus felt a stinging on his elbow, and then Urzel and Nimbles began screaming in pain. The smoke demons kept coming as the trio pushed against each other, doing their best to get away from the smoke demons. Do something! Uh, uh, I don't know what to do! Uh. And then a thought occurred to Lazarus. Reaching his hands out away from himself, Lazarus turned his encapsulation magic inside out. Instead of trying to trap the smoke demons within his magical will, he pushed them out of a bubble he created around them. He did it so forcefully that it was as if instantaneously the smoke demons were gone. The three of them stood there panting as they were no longer being burned. I think... Hey... I think they're coming back. Well then let's get out of here! The three of them took off towards the hallway they had entered by. Lazarus took the lead and, without thinking, raised his hand above his head. His hand then began to glow with a bluish light, illuminating their path before them. They quickly ran through the corridor, dodging all of the traps, and out into the clearing. I don't think they like the sun. You, you mean you were, were safe out here? I think so. Let's keep going. Back to the boneway. They grabbed their packs and took off into the forest. They made good time through the forest, ever watchful for whatever those large, cat-like reptiles were. At dusk, they settled down for a quick meal and to sleep. Urzel and Nimble split the night watch as Lazarus was exhausted from using magic and fell asleep quickly. 
Nimbles woke Urzel up after his uneventful watch. He seems to be getting more accustomed to magic use. I agree, my love. He didn't pass out from magic use for at least several hours this time, and he certainly used quite a bit of magic today. I'm very proud of him. Nimble smiled and quickly went to sleep. Urzel watched her lover and a human child she was growing strangely fond of. She had never had much use for humans, but Lazarus was certainly different than those she had met before. And even though he had significant power, he seemed to be much unchanged from what he had been. She pondered on this as the night passed around her. At dawn, she woke Nimbles and Lazarus, and they continued their journey through the forest. By midday, they had reached the forest's edge and began walking towards the boneway. The salty air began wafting around them as they marched through the fields. I think we're getting close, Nims. I can smell the ocean. I think you're right, Lazarus. Do you think that it's right there? Nimbles pointed to a tiny bump on the horizon, perhaps with a dark cap to it. I bet you're right. You got them good eyes. They walked for several more hours, the mound growing ever larger. As dusk began to settle around them, they reached the base of the mound. Lazarus began to climb up when a nearby bush began to shake. Stop right there! Oh, no. Not now. What's the matter? You ain't never heard of a talking bush? There's no such thing as a talking bush, Lazarus. And besides, this is much worse. For real? I'm getting to the point to where I'm just not surprised by anything. You got all kind of messed up stuff here. I said stop and shut your mouths. Who plans to make us? Suddenly, a gnome burst forth from out of the bush, knives brandished in his hands. Seven more burst out from other bushes, three of them swinging bolas above their heads. They quickly released their bolas, which spun through the air and wrapped around Lazarus, Nimbles, and Urzel, ensnaring their arms down to their sides. Urzel began fighting furiously to try and get herself free, but a gnome was beside her quickly, a knife pressed to her thigh. Lazarus was too stunned to do much of anything, but look around at their assailants. Nimble stood still for a moment before speaking. Twilly, if any harm comes to her, I will cut out your heart and personally deliver it to my father. The group of gnomes all gasped in surprise and began muttering amongst themselves. Is that Nimble's? No, it it could be. Oh, really? Wow. Nimbles? Is that you? That's right. And if you want to remain entirely intact, I suggest you release us at once. Twilly shushed the other gnomes and then quickly cut Nimbles' bindings. Oh, I would let you go, Nimbles. I would. But you see, the finger has given us strict orders to bring you right to him if anyone ever finds you. The finger? Is he nearby? Not far. He's in his villa near Kurthine for the winter months. Hey, the finger? A little early for that, isn't it? You know how he always likes to be prepared. Very well. Let's get this over with. Who is the finger? Lazarus Jones was written by the Big Dirty Monster. You can follow him and all of his exploits at BigDirtyMonster.com. Music for this podcast was created by Matthew Jameson. You can learn more about his work at MatthewJamesonMusic.com. Story editing was done by Matt Mills. Learn more of his work 
at pennymagic.co. Lazarus Jones was played by Nico Schumpert. Nimbles was played by Ken Wolf. Urzel was played by Kelly Bono. Twilly was played by Matthew Jamison. Come back next week for the next episode of Lazarus Jones and the Circular Bone.